Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 252 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Trend journalist and author Hilary Sheenbaum has been participating in Dry January for the past four years. What started out as a bet with a friend has turned into a ritual, and she is here to explain why she looks forward to it every year. She actually loves doing booze-free challenges so much, she wrote a book about it called The Dry Challenge, How to Lose the Booze for Dry January, Sober October, and Any Other Alcohol-Free Month. On this episode, you will learn the benefits from doing a booze-free month, the tools needed to successfully make it through a dry challenge, and the upcoming trends for the alcohol industry in 2024. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Hillary, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm really excited to talk to you and obviously learn more about the dry challenge. We're definitely going to get into that because your book has been everywhere. My coaches are obsessed with you. Um, and actually, in in our um, our Sober Girl Book Club, we're reading your book right now. So uh, this is like just perfect, perfect t- timing. But before it. we get into the book, I want to know a little bit about you, about Hillary and your relationship with alcohol and that what that looks like so could you tell me like how do you identify in terms of alcohol yeah so I am definitely more on the sober curious side of things okay um it's evolved over the years for sure and I will absolutely get into that but (laughs) at this stage right now I probably have a glass of wine like once or twice a month if that okay and I will go several months without drinking at all just kind of depends um but I think a big part of what I do now um really involves like non-alcoholic beverages so I like Mm -hmm. to compare and contrast the traditional cocktails with the non-alcoholic ones and so I can kind of give notes and also reflect and 
say to people, you know, if you like this, try that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. these are going to be the similarities and the differences. So, um, yeah, it's changed. It's changed a lot, definitely, since, you know, I started doing dry Januaries in 2017. Okay. And what what got you started? Like, what got you going on your first dry January? It was a complete accident. If I'm being if I'm being totally honest, I used to be a red carpet reporter. And I would interview celebrities on the red carpet on one on one interviews. And a lot of those events, either, you know, went into after parties or after after parties, or they Mm -hmm. were cocktail hours. And certainly, it wasn't like frowned upon if you were having a drink or two on the job. And that didn't mean that I was drinking like every single night. Mm -hmm. But alongside being a 20 something in New York and going on dates and having, you know, birthday parties and everything centered around alcohol, because we don't drive in New York City. um, There's definitely more opportunities to imbibe. And so along Mm -hmm. with all of those things I said, I was actually a freelance reporter writing about booze for publications like USA Today and Eater. So I was also drinking for research for work. So all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Even if it was like one drink here or two there, going out with my friends or going on dates, um, alcohol was definitely like a staple in my lifestyle and in my work. And uh, that really changed when I made probably the best bet, but silliest bet of my life. Um, When... (laughs) When, yeah, New Year's Eve 2016 came around and it was nothing that I could have ever anticipated. Um, So I had actually caught up with a friend a week prior and it was around Christmas time. His name is Alejandro and we're still friends. And he used to be my plus one to all these like celebrity parties and, you know, functions with alcohol. And we were talking about the new year and if either of us had made New Year's resolutions. And at the time, and I still believe this, that New Year's resolutions are kind of silly. Like if you want to change something, you can do it in the moment or the next day or a Monday if you want to, you know, start fresh. You don't have to wait until January 1st. So I kind of was like, no, not really. And he brought up this thing called dry January, which at the time was not nearly as popular as it is today. Right. So I kind of, you know, changed the subject. It made me really <laughs> uncomfortable. It didn't it didn't bode with my lifestyle at the time or my job. Um, right. So we kind what of What was even going through your mind when he like suggested it or brought it up? It was almost the equivalent because I am a journalist and a writer mm-hmm. and it's almost the equivalent of being like you're going to go a month without a computer, like without a, you know, without access mm. to the things that are going to financially support you. Um, because that was interesting. That was my livelihood at the time. And okay. if I had cut out, you know, I could still do red carpets, obviously, I didn't, you know, need to drink at those functions. But if I was right. writing something for these outlets where my beat was actually, you know, wine, beer and spirits, it was going to get complicated really fast. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's very competitive. So if you're not writing for a week, let alone a month, um, you're going to get replaced real quickly. So right. I I was like, uh, absolutely not. That does not fit my mm-hmm. agenda. And lo and behold, on New Year's Eve 
2016, before the ball dropped, I was tipsy texting friends and just wishing them, you know, happy new year. And um, Alejandro was one of those people who wasn't in the room with me at this party. And I proposed a dry January bet. And, um, you know, he accepted and we're both really stubborn. But Mm -hmm. I ended up winning. And it's really what set off this kind of it was the catalyst to what has become now my life almost, you know, especially yeah. it affected my career, my relationships, my friendships, my lifestyle. Um, and yeah, I've been doing it for eight years now. So wow. <laughs> it was one of those like spur of the moment things that I never, yeah. I always wanted to write a book. I never thought it was going to be on the topic of, you know, a dry January or a dry month. I was, yeah you know, in the weeds, I was a reporter really writing about the opposite. And, you know, it was a it was definitely a, a difference, almost like, I don't want to call it an identity crisis. But I definitely had these mm. moments where people would look at me and not only question like, if I was sick or pregnant, etc. But they were like, mm-hmm. very confused, because I was that person who always knew the hottest bars, you know, what to order knew the latest news on every single, you know, bottle of wine or booze that was coming out. And so it was a 180 for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Take us back to your very first dry January. What did you learn in this time? Like the first time is always very shocking, right? Like it's always, it's new. You're like a deer in headlights. What did you learn in this in your very first dry January? I learned so much. I I have Mm -hmm. to say that like right off the bat, we and we being like me and five friends went to brunch on January first. And this was definitely my now or never moment. The waiter brought over six tequila shots like complimentary, and was handing them out to everyone at the table. And I remember like staring at mine and thinking like, okay, if I take this, I can totally text Alejandro and be like, Oh, I was just kidding. Like it was a joke. Or mm-hmm. if I pass this up, like it, it was on. So I uh, gave it to a friend. And that was okay. definitely a moment of like, okay, like I can, I can do this. Um, I will say though, I learned so much about myself, about how people mm-hmm. interact with and without alcohol, how, you know, in drinking situations, how people don't ever say the right thing. I shouldn't say ever. It's definitely gotten better. But, Mm. you know, I was often targeted and like, asked these obnoxious questions that nobody would ask outside of a bar scenario. Like I said, like, they would ask, like, are you pregnant? Are you sick? Right? Are you, you know, like, do you have a problem? And right. Outside of that scenario, nobody would feel comfortable. I mean, I certainly didn't feel comfortable on the receiving end. But sure. um, yeah, I learned, I learned also like so much about myself, like how alcohol was affecting my mm. mental health, my physical health, my sleep. Oh my god, it was such different. Mm. And dating was like a completely different story. So oh, all, yeah, all positive things came out of <laughs> out of that month. But it was, yeah, it was a real learning experience. Yeah, totally. What, what did you end up like saying to people who would, you know, inquire? And I think I'm not, obviously, I'm generalizing here, but I don't think people ask 
maybe these questions maliciously, you know, like, are you pregnant? Are you on medication? Or even why aren't you drinking? I think it's a genuine curiosity for most people. Um, because in society, it is still up until this day, 2024. Like, you know, I, I think probably because we're so in it in, in the non, non-alcoholic space, we're like, what? Like, catch up already. But even to this day, people are going to ask these questions. How did you handle those questions? Yeah, it's interesting because... I agree with you. I think it's come so far, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily malicious. I think it's a lot of curiosity and also some self-reflection. Yes. Um, Right. So yes, it's projection. It always has something to do with them and which is hard not to take personal because, you know, your relationship with alcohol is very personal. It is emotional. That's why it's, it's so intense. Absolutely. And like, totally not to go off on a tangent, but like alcohol means different things to different people. So for some people, it means like having fun or relaxing for other people. It means, you know, this is going to be a really long night of chaos. So and Mm. and so on and so forth. So I think that for me, it depended on who my audience was and and how I was explaining it to them. Sometimes I would just be like, Oh, I'm not drinking tonight or not right now. But a lot of the time I would actually talk about my bet. And I found that when I did, people were more likely to rally behind me because they wanted to mm-hmm. support the winner and they wanted my friend to lose, especially on dates. Like guys were like, <laughs> yeah, we got to show this guy. Like I'm totally on your side. And I was like, but you didn't care 10 seconds ago when I just said no. Funny. It was bizarre, but I think a lot of people really liked the idea that they were going to help me win something. Um, In this case, it was a fancy dinner in New York City, paid for by Alejandro, which I won, rightfully so. Um, But yeah, like it was just, it was nuts. Like I remember, you know, even close friends of mine at the time, they'd say, like, can't you just have one? Like, if you're Mm going to drink again, I don't understand point is or you've gone Mm. you know half the month like that's enough so it was yeah but that's not the challenge half it's not a half a month challenge like right duh it's not the rules here exactly so um so interesting yeah and you know like it really just depended on who the person was like the audience like I said um sometimes I didn't even bring it up I would just say like oh I have an early morning or I had enough tonight, even though I hadn't had it. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Yeah, I think knowing your audience is key. I I love that you bring that up because not everyone you know 
some of our sobriety stories have legs to them, right? Like it's not just a quick kind of answer. It's not like a little elevator pitch, but a lot of our stories are quite deeply ingrained in us and our behavior and our, and maybe even our makeup as a person or how we identify. And so is that really necessary? Like to give that whole background to everyone? Mm, Probably not. Right. And truthfully, like, I know there are so many memes that, that say like, oh, the person who's doing dry January won't shut up about it. And I was absolutely that person to some people. You know what I mean? Like, when I felt comfortable, I was that individual being like, my skin is so clear, like, I sleep, like, I my anxiety is down. Like, it was just, I, that's partly why I wrote the book. So I could just say, here, read the book instead, and I'll shut up for, for the moment. But I haven't really shut up either. So yeah, sorry, guys. when I love how you said when you felt more comfortable, or when you gained this confidence, how long or, or would it look like getting kind of like your booze free sea legs, if you will, what did that look like? Honestly, I think it just took a little bit of practice. I think at first, I had no intention to do a dry January until, you know, moments before the ball dropped in Times Square. So I still, when I returned to my apartment, you know, a few hours later, I still had, you know, wine and booze and stuff all over my kitchen and my fridge, etc. And so I didn't have a plan. And I think Mm. that was something I everything in the, my book is for things that I learned firsthand from doing it without a plan and just learning yeah. as I went. And I think that just getting the right, you know, words to tell people was part of that. So I think it just as soon as I found kind of, as you were saying, like my elevator pitch, like the mm-hmm. way that I was presenting, I definitely felt, you know, more confident and like stronger about it. And I would just be like, yeah, yeah I'm doing a dry month, I have to beat my friend, like, we've got a really yeah. expensive dinner on the line. Um, and people, you know, would be like, Oh my gosh, tell yeah. me more. Like, how's it going? Like, do you yeah. think it's hard? Like, should we sabotage him? I mean, yes. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. We're playing fair. But, should we sabotage him? Yeah. Damn. Um, I love it really brings out everyone's competitive side. Huh? I know. I mean, <laughs> especially being in New York, you know, everyone's like type A and super competitive. Yeah. So people are really into it. Um, but I don't know if, if we hadn't had a bet, I wonder if, if it would have made my life, you know, a little bit more difficult that first month, because that became such a big reason, I think both for people to support me and for, for me to, you know, stay motivated. So it all worked out. Yeah. And I think it's, I love that idea. I love, I love the competition. I love kind of getting everyone on board in your corner. Um, of course, this isn't the case for everyone. It's not everyone's reason to stop or like method to stop. But I think we can take little pieces away from this and, and kind of tailor it to everyone's own experience with changing their relationship with alcohol. Because Absolutely. It, yes, of course, it's tough stuff. But it can be fun. And it can be enjoyable. And it can be, you know, we can kind of put our focus on something else for a little a, a, a short amount of time definitely it makes it fun absolutely and of course you know dry challenges dry januaries are not for people who are in recovery or seeking recovery options right 
But I will say that having a friend, even though we're competitors, having a friend do it with me was Mm. so comforting and motivating. And I don't want to say that we like held each other accountable because that sounds like someone was about to slip, but it really made things Mm -hmm. easier because we could talk about it when I couldn't necessarily talk about the ups and downs with anybody else. We could, you know, text each other and say, oh my gosh, I'm at this bar and everyone's drinking and I'm not and I Mm want to go home or, you know, that sort of thing. Or like, let's do X, Y, and Z when everybody is trying to go get a boozy brunch. So it really made it easier to have somebody by my side who was also experiencing the same things. Definitely. Definitely makes it more enjoyable. Love that. So, okay, you got your first dry January under your belt. How did after that first dry January, how did that then kind of propel and change your relationship with alcohol from that point on? Well, I'm going to be honest, like February 1st, I was, I think, yeah, February 1st, it must have been, because I must have had a drink on the 31st. I was unwell. I went right back to drinking. Okay. And of course, that obviously taught me the lesson of my tolerance is so much lower and you need to drink water in between drinks and you need to eat before you go out. And like all these things that I somehow forgot slash like just completely slipped my mind because I had just gotten into this routine of not drinking. Yeah. So um, the first year I think was pretty like interesting because I was definitely like more aware of what I was consuming Mm -hmm. and who I was consuming with, how I was feeling and all of those things. I think, Mm. you know, the second year I started doing Sober Octobers and the third year, I think it was, I was doing like Sober October, I was doing like a Sober September and it was just building and building. In Mm -hmm. um, 2021, I think it was, between 2020 and 2021, we did about six months without alcohol and Mm -hmm. it wasn't me restricting or, you know, saying I need to just like give it up for XYZ reason. It just didn't like appeal to me. Mm. It wasn't something I missed. And yeah. I think when I did have my first drink after those six months, it was because I was reuniting with friends and I had, you know, a sip of champagne. And that was it. Mm. And so it's just so interesting and different because if you had asked me eight, nine years ago, what I was doing on a Wednesday night, I would have said, Oh, I'm I'm gonna go to a cocktail party with XYZ brand and I'm gonna learn about their new tequila, vodka, bourbon, whatever they have, and you know, sit down with some mixologists and ask them, How do I make this into a cocktail? And now um that is not my life. And so mm. it has it wasn't necessarily like a quick thing where I was like, All right, it did this month and now this is my entire personality but sure. now it, it it's definitely more of what I speak to on a daily basis it's become right. part of what I do for work and certainly I'm not writing about booze anymore so yeah. um yeah it's it's a wild wild that's day. so so interesting like so fascinating so do you think that like sobriety now because 
you know, I, I understand, you know, learning about the new alcohols and, you know, whatever every brand has out, but now it's different. All we see all these big alcohol brands actually having non-alcoholic alternatives, which is so cool. Um, do you think that sobriety is a trend? I think it's interesting, right? It depends what the word yeah. trend means. Because on one hand, sobriety yeah. is definitely not a trend. It's it's people's lifestyle. It is what they need to do every day to live. Mm-hmm. And I obviously want to be respectful of that. I do think that this... This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. So this like new age sobriety or sober curiousness or like interest has definitely gained traction. And mm-hmm. when you kind of break it down, it's, it's more evident why I think that people are more health and wellness focused than ever before. Gen mm-hmm. Z is definitely drinking less. It's hard for, you know, those individuals and also millennials and even Gen X. I mean, definitely less Gen X, but like, I guess the younger, the more, zeroed in they are on, you know, the research that's now showing that that glass of red wine isn't really healthy. You know, mm. there's really no escaping how much science and research has gone into exploring, you know, quote, unquote, what's healthy in alcohol. Um, right. So I think Which that- actually isn't that like health and alcohol don't mix. Yeah. Yeah. I- that- no, yeah, it's not a complete sentence. <laughs> it, it's so funny. And like, I might get so much hate for this, but it's just blows my mind. But I was on Instagram literally yesterday, and this ad popped up for this mm-hmm. fitness studio in New York City. And the headline, let me see if it's still on my stories. But the headline was like, don't drink. And then it was like, then don't work out here. And yeah, it what? definitely erased for my stories. But I'm yeah, it, the headline was don't drink question mark, don't work out here, period. And it's for a fitness studio that has a bar. And their whole shtick is that you go and work out and then you drink right afterwards with your friends. And so I posted it on my story. And this was like a sponsored ad that like just came across as I was swiping. And I said, I just put it out. I said, I drink occasionally, but this is stupid advertising. And then I tagged the studio and I said, do better. I said, number one, shaming people in any way. So 2004. And two, 
peer pressuring people to drink to work out with you is juxtaposing everything I know about health. Thank you. And I got so many DMs that were like, is this real? Like, I can't believe this. Other people were like, oh my gosh, this popped up on my thing and I blocked them. But I just think that there's obviously evidence that that is not good for you. So anyway, that was my... I think, yeah, the whole, like, like you said, shaming people or like, basically, if you don't belong, like, you don't belong here if you don't drink. Right. Like, in which case, like, also, that, I don't Why would go you there. do that? Like, yeah. That's and not it's gonna... a gym. Right. Are you so... supposed to be promoting a healthy lifestyle? How, right. how in any way is, like, drinking and drinking to excess healthy? Right. There, there's zero evidence that, that alcohol is healthy for you. I just... Somebody anyway. missed the mark in that advertising marketing meeting. Yeah. Oh, show. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't working. Wow. For... It, anyway, it, I think it triggered a, a lot for people because yeah. there were, yeah, the, the DMs that I got were just like outraged. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, but it's also <laughs> like, it's also good to see that people like are standing up for themselves and not just like, you know, we could just sweep this under the rug and be like, oh, like that kind of sucks and move on. Yeah. No, like people are actually being like, this is so not cool. Like to mean girl, basically. Yeah. Like mean uh, girls is so out, right? Like that is not trending or that is not cool. No. Anymore. You know, like, so being more it. health conscious, like caring about your health, your wellness inside and out. That is what's cool. That is what's trending. Being nice, being inclusive. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Being kind. Yeah. That is trending. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love how sobriety fits into that. I definitely think sobriety is trending. And I say this in the best possible way. I think this, this is great. I love that people are exploring and, and um, taking a look at their relationship with alcohol. I think that's fantastic. 
you know, we're, of course, you and I, we're not here to convert anyone, right? We're not here to like tell everyone like, okay, everyone needs to buckle in and we're not drinking anymore and you're all are alcoholics. Like that is not what we're doing at all, but opening up this conversation, having just space for a different conversation. And I think your book is so important in that capacity. You know, it's like not everyone wants to do or can actually see themselves doing complete abstinence. And I think chunk, like taking a chunk of time, doing these little challenges is so enlightening and so important because who knows once that door is kind of cracked open, who knows what can happen? Who totally. knows? Totally. And I was definitely one of those people that didn't expect any like monumental changes, which is so funny sure. to me. It's like the most ironic thing. But I, I was excited to see if I, there were any changes. You know, people used to say like, oh, you're going to lose weight, which not true because I replaced my boost with ice cream. And uh. that, you know, which is a thing like people tend to gravitate towards sugar when they're not drinking. But I think that it didn't matter if everyone on the planet was like, you're going to change the way you drink, or you're going to sleep better, or, you know, you're going to just feel more elevated. Like even my mm-hmm. mood was just like, it's a happier person. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have taken them seriously. I had to experience it firsthand. And so, yeah, yeah you just, you really get a different perspective on, on life, really. Totally. And it's just building that awareness. Like you said, like, you know, being aware of your drinking habits, why you're drinking, who you're drinking with. That's huge intel. Yeah. Huge. And why not? Like, what do you have to lose for 30 days? Right. Right. Also what during do you January, have to lose? Like, yeah. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other thing. It's like talking about, like, you know, things that you gain. It's not even just like, that all of the things that you gain, like your a new perspective, like better sleep, better right. digestion, better skin, you know, potential weight loss if you're not eating ice cream like me. But you yeah. also save so much money if you're not drinking. Like the amount mm-hmm. of cash that people spend on pricey cocktails is one thing, but also the Ubers mm-hmm. and like getting your getting yourself home safe and the food that you're eating at like two a.m. and you know the food that you're eating when you're hungover and all of like, you know, the Gatorade or electrolytes or whatever it is that you need to or the, you know, canceled fitness classes on Saturday and Sunday morning, because you didn't make it out of bed. There's so Mm -hmm. much that we spend on just getting back to our normal state after drinking. It's crazy. Yeah, man, not to mention the apology tour or the relationships oh you ruin or like, just because the filter is completely gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just that like emotional and spiritual damage like that you can't throw some cash at. No. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. You have everything to gain. I think from doing these challenges and from just reading your book too. Thank you. you have everything to gain. Booze ain't going anywhere. No. Still going to be there. But why not take a little break? Totally. See what you can have to, what you can win. Heck, maybe you can win a nice dinner like you did. I highly <laughs> I I definitely encourage it. 
I mean, to this day, he won't make a bet with me, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's hilarious. So I'm curious, has like, has the the prize like upped like you know the the uh the following years that you've done it like what has been the prize like this far no Anything i only bigger? i only made that bet the first year and okay. i think i don't know if it was the fifth or sixth year but alejandro finally completed a dry january so nice. i was very proud of him um we didn't have any other prizes. I didn't make any other bets. I will say that I dedicated the dry challenge to him. So in the mm. end, I, I think that we both won. So there's that. Aw, that is so sweet. Yeah. I love that. So Hillary, what do you see for 2024? What is like the upcoming kind of things? Because I know you're a trend journalist and you know, you always had your finger on the pulse with with alcohol but like what are you looking for and what are you seeing in the non-alcoholic space in 2024 so much so last year i predicted that we were gonna see uh, like wine pairings on tasting menus with non-alcoholic beverages and as i was saying it it was i was actually saying this to a wall street journal reporter and he responded to me oh wait the first one just came out so I can't remember where it was, but no this was way. a year ago. So I think we'll, we'll see more of that, more okay. non-alcoholic tastings on menus that have, you know, multiple courses. I think that sober travel or quote unquote dry tripping is going to be a huge trend. I cool. just took um, five journalists to Maui on a press trip as part okay. of my new venture called goingdry.co. And the reason was to showcase that you can have fun while vacationing while traveling without booze so we did other activities obviously we spent a lot of time in the sun but Mm -hmm. you know we volunteered in Maui and we also um, went and got you know spa massages we had mocktails and we just really showed that you can have you know an amazing time and live your best life without the the crutch of an alcoholic drink so I think yeah. that, that sober travel will definitely be a big one. I think more hotels, restaurants, and bars are going to be, you know, showcasing those beverages. And there's also mm-hmm. this great app that I always talk about because I think it's wonderful. Um, it's called Better Without. And you can okay. actually, like, type in your location and it can tell you where the nearest bars are that serve non-alcoholic beverages. So whether you're nice. by yourself or you're with friends who are also drinking, they can get something that they want to get and you can get something that you want to get. And there's, you know, not much of a, of a compromise. You can both drink what you want. I love that. And I love sober, like what dry tripping. Is yeah, that what you called it? That's what it's called. I dry love tripping. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause I really noticed like in, in my sobriety, I actually had a vacation there's so much time and energy that I used to spend on vacation thinking about drinking or what I was going to drink next or like when I should stop drinking so I could like sober up and like get ready for dinner. Yeah. I don't, you don't have to do any of that. No. You can just be. Yep. It's amazing. It is. And do a whole bunch of cool stuff. And you know, what's crazy is People have asked, they're like, where's the best city to go for, you know, a, a dry trip or a sober excursion? And honestly, yeah. it sounds 
so backwards, but New York City is so great for it because really, yeah. So there's a hotel on the Lower East Side, and they have a mm-hmm. rooftop bar called Unlisted. They serve a few non-alcoholic beverages that have free spirits and mm-hmm. also fluere in their mocktails. They're absolutely delicious. So you can drink at that bar. You can stay in that hotel. They have inclusive options. Mm-hmm. There's also Club Curious in Brooklyn which is owned by Curious Elixirs, where you can go and see a comedy show or see, you know, a DJ perform and sip these non-alcoholic beverages. And also, I guess even outside of New York, if you're really fancy, you can book um, a stay at like a Ritz-Carlton and they have these insane um, fresh pressed juices by this brand called Twisted Alchemy that make the best mocktails. And then in that case, you don't need to add any like, non-alcoholic spirits well you could if you want yeah. to but they'll just yeah. like you know make you a, a fancy juice mocktail which Ooh. is like chef's kiss so yeah yeah there's so many options and like yeah it's just growing you know all the time yeah definitely I love that I love that Hillary where can we check out you and where can we find your book on the World Wide web yeah so you can check out me on my Instagram, Hillary Writes NY, Hillary's with one L. Um, also, goingdry.co. And okay. you can find my book on Amazon and in Barnes and Noble stores and in Target stores too. Amazing. And one last question before we go to anyone who is kind of, you know, thinking about this, but doesn't really know what to do or any words of encouragement to um to or advice to give someone who is maybe attempting to do a a dry month or a dry challenge oh absolutely so first and foremost I always say recruit a friend it's what I did it kept me going throughout the month it'll help you know it'll help you not only like schedule activities that don't have to do with booze but you have somebody who's going to cheer you on you can cheer them on and you can vent to each other too if you're just hating it. Um, <laughs> the second thing I always say is like, try the non-alcoholic beverages. There are yeah. so many options now. Um, you're bound to find something that is similar to what you like in taste. And mm-hmm. I would say, obviously, you know, schedule activities that don't have to do with alcohol, whether that is taking walks with friends or going to the park, if that's available to you. Um, anything like that you love to do going to restaurants baking maybe some crafts and I would also say it's just really important to be kind to yourself throughout this process I think that it seems so very like black and white like oh all I have to do is you know not drink but then you realize that alcohol is everywhere it is so embedded in everything we do including social opportunities and networking and birthdays like celebrations galore and also in times of mourning and loss and so Mm. even when you watch tv it's almost impossible to avoid a commercial that reminds you that drinks are readily available so i think that if you are you know going through this process or challenging yourself to a dry month that even if you have one or you know you have a few just start again and realize that like Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily start from day one. You can just continue on with your month and, um, yeah, be kind to yourself. It's just, it's not worth, you know, beating yourself up over. 
Definitely. Definitely. Love that. Yeah, you got to love yourself because you know what? We got to love and learn. Live, laugh, love, learn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary, thank you so, so much for your time and your knowledge and sharing your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your time. I always love seeing different perspectives and modalities of how people change their relationship with alcohol. And I absolutely love Hillary's approach. Nothing like a good old fashioned competition. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at any stage of your booze free journey. From tips and tricks from our blog, to our Sober Girl Social Club, to our group coaching programs, we got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. Head to asobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.